Welcome back to the Gary Nolan Show. I'm Travis Fitzwater filling in for Gary today with my father-in-law, state representative, former state representative, Tim Remley. He's a retired state representative. Guest co-hosting with me. Glad to have you here, Tim. Thanks for joining me. Good to be here. Yeah, and we've got a special guest, Caleb Browden, our our president pro tem of the Missouri Senate, the most important senator in all the land. Caleb Browden, welcome. <laughs> I didn't know you were going to start the interview off with a lie. Yeah. <laughs> you have maybe the worst job, basically, from my view, over the last several years watching the Senate function. It's like the worst position you could be in, but you chose yep. it. You Majority leader is definitely the worst. We'll see. We'll see what pro tem's like. <laughs> well, how do you how do you calm the waters? You know, it's been kind of a crazy couple years. Tim and I both dealt with it from the House. You dealt with it as a House member, also kind of watching. Even then, when you were in the House, there was kind of this this weird dysfunction in the Senate. But you know, where where do we go from here? And um, what are your what are your thoughts on that piece of it to start? Yeah, yeah. I mean, so there there are fewer things I think just naturally that are that are going to pull us apart. Um, the 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 map was a, a, a event in and of itself last year, which I think I ca- it caused more strife and turmoil than ever would have happened otherwise. Uh, there's the addition now of eight new folks to the Senate, uh, including yourself, and you know folks who I think generally are more interested in finding ways to. To get along, get stuff done. Less care less about you know amplifying their own name and more about just amplifying good conservative policy. So, I think the combination of a few different things probably push us in in, in the right direction. Naturally, it doesn't mean we won't have you know days where we're fighting with each other. But um, I, I I assume and I have the feeling that that those days are going to be fewer than they've been in the last couple of years, which I think is good for uh, good for the people of Missouri. Yeah, we hope so. And, I, you know, as we, we go out, and I, I know you're very connected to your own community, but as I was knocking doors, it's like Republicans don't understand why Republicans can't get things done, and they don't care why. It's just, like, it, they they care they care that it's not happening. Yeah. And um, the how it gets done, they, they really don't care the tactics. It's like, just figure out how to get the things done that our state needs. We need to protect our communities against crime. We need to give kids educational opportunities. We need to change the initiative petition process to make sure these liberal policies aren't voted in through the vote of the, you know, 50% plus one of 25% of people voting. Things like that are just huge issues. And um, I think people want to see the supermajorities of Republicans get things accomplished, and uh, it's such a, a crucial deal. Yeah, yeah, and I think we, you know, we uh, we haven't always done a good job of. Well, I think we've kind of taken for granted the fact that we are in those majorities uh, and and majorities of that size. We haven't done a good enough job of explaining what we're doing, why we're doing it. You know, the the we've we've lost ground in in uh, some of the sub- suburban areas, and you can attribute that to any number of things. But I think you know it's still possible. I, I think the center right message uh, and, and and conservative policy in general. Just makes more sense to to, mm-hmm. to literally everyone, uh, but it's a matter of communication. It's a matter of using that influence and that that kind of uh, bully pulpit that you've got to to pass good policy, and then and then explain to people why it works, why it's better for them than um, you know just these big big government handouts that they, they they think is what's best for them. Yeah. So what what are priorities for you going into the session then on that on big policy stuff? You know, you obviously want to want to kind of try to handle the Senate in a way that makes it function. But beyond that, policy-wise, what do you what do you see getting done early, and and what are priorities for you? Yeah, I think the you know the things that we've talked about at the caucus, the, the the CRT issue, which I think broadens itself to 
um, you know, a parent's bill of rights, more more accountability for uh, and, and transparency for parents, and, and ultimately, I think the end goal being to give those parents that have more transparency and accountability a chance to to, to move their kid if they don't like what they're seeing, and that not be dictated. Uh, or their ability to do that not be dictated by how much money they've got in their bank account. Um, you, you know, I think the, the, the transgender issue generally is one that's not uh, is not going away. I think we're seeing more and more uh, information and, and just uh, stuff that, you're, that that we're being inundated with that tells us, hey, we, we you know we need to do something in this space specifically to protect kids. I, I think once you once you're 18, uh, you know, I think all bets are off. Uh, clearly, we, we, we've kind of determined as a society that when you're 18, there's a lot of stuff that you can do. Uh, and so if you decide you want to, uh, you know, do do something relative to your gender, that's fine. But I think under 18, there's just, mm-hmm. uh, for us, for me anyway, that's just a different world. Yeah. Um, IP reform, as you mentioned, uh, not doing it without taking away the voice of the people, but just trying to protect the Constitution uh, in a way that doesn't give us, you know, 40 pages of marijuana language and bingo language, you know, in our in our founding uh, state documents. So there, there's a way to do that. I think foreign ownership of ag land is, is one that's kind of rising to the top. It's been used against people uh, in a bunch of different campaigns, mostly irresponsibly or not, not necessarily in a, a true sense. But I do think there's movement to to try to you know clarify what we're going to do there so those are some of the things i know that we've we've uh, been talking about a lot and i'm sure there'll be a bunch of other things personal property tax taking a look at that and trying to curtail the outrageous growth of that and in some places uh i think those are all all things that we'll see pretty early in session that's a pretty good list there caleb (laughs) well (laughs) and it's a that's a tall order and i'm glad to hear it though being talked about because there's a lot of those things we that you mentioned really need to happen and it's not gonna happen unless you do talk about it and find a way to deal with the things and yeah that's right i appreciate you saying what you did and and you know the initiative petitions i know a lot of people are getting tired of this uh you know how this outside money can come in and and change things that would have never happened in Missouri. Yeah, and I, you know, I think we we uh, again. I am not a big fan of putting up unnecessary barriers or things that are just designed to make it harder to get to the ballot. I do think there should be a even though there are a bunch of states that don't have a, an IP process at all. I think Missouri is kind of we, we've kind of made, made our bed there. I don't think we're going to change that part of it. So you know, putting up more. Making making you collect more signatures, just kind of the, these these uh, more arduous type things. But that 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 doesn't really interest me, mostly because uh, you know I, I, it's not good messaging, and plus I don't think it'll pass on the ballot if it's if it's that way. I just think you know a message that says we want to protect the Constitution. If you're going to do something constitutionally that rises above the level of what should be statutory. Um, then, then there should be some some distinguishing feature there, uh, you know, uh, as far as a, a, a threshold to get to a certain place. I, 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 that makes a lot of sense to me as someone who probably is not as excited about the IP pro- cha- changes as some other Republicans. I do think the threshold thing makes a ton of sense because it just is. It, 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 we are we are certainly um, going down a path of having a constitution that <laughs> that looks nothing yeah. the way that it should if we keep going down this road. That's crazy. Right. Well, Caleb, thanks for joining us, and we look forward to getting started with the session and, and figuring out how how that's going to look in twenty twenty three. Appreciate your time. Thanks, guys.
Yep, good talking with you. When we come back, we're going to talk to our new state treasurer designee, I think is the correct way to say it, Vivek Malik. He's going to join us on the line, and we are going to talk about uh, his story, where he comes from, and what he uh, what his vision is for the state treasurer's office going forward. So when we come back, um, we will get into that discussion and figure out what the state treasurer does in the state of Missouri. You're listening to The Gary Nolan Show on the Zimmer Radio Network. 